welcome to The Breaking Point. I'm your host, Nalmi Nachiar. On today's episode, we have with us a woman of words. She's a teacher, traveler, a lover of books and coffee, and an even bigger lover of the combination of these two. Currently, she's the assistant professor in the English department at St. Joseph's College. My guest for today, Vijay Shanti Murthy. Hi, Shanti. So good to have you on the show. Thank you so much, Nalmer. That was very sweet. Uh, you know, those words, I don't know if I I am sort of, uh, I, I don't know if I can accept those words, but no, those are really kind words. Thank you. No, no. If, if anybody wants proof of everything that I've said, they just need to go to your uh, Instagram handle and check out everything that she does. There's, there's such a personal connection with everything that she posts. And you'll know why I said the words I said. So yeah, welcome, Shanti. Um, this is a show about breakfast and that's happening over breakfast right now. So Shanti, let me start by asking you your views about breakfast. Mm, I think um, as I grew up, uh, as a student, we all tend to be on time to class, right? So one of the things that we do is we sort of uh, don't have breakfast, we rush to class. That's, you know, a memory of breakfast is for me. But over a period in time, as you start working, you also realize that you need some kind of energy to sustain the entire day, right? Um, as you teach, it's not just a physical work that comes into picture. People, more often than not, assume that uh, as teachers, as professors, they don't have any physical work or it's an easy work is what, uh, uh, you know, people think, right? But I uh, have been in this profession for the past six years. One of the things that I have realized is that breakfast is an important part of a teacher's, uh, you know, every day. Mm. If they don't have it, it is not possible to get inside a class and talk. Mm. And talking is not just a mental process. Breakfast holds an important role for different reasons because it is going to make your body and mind to come together. Right? Mm. I think that, those are the important ingredients for a teacher as well to enter a classroom. Mm. So I think breakfast for me is not just about eating and keeping ourselves you know physical there but it's a sort of philosophical combination of body and mind also hmm. Hmm. no i remember i remember like when we were in college by the way for those listening shanti and i were uh, classmates in our degree days so i mean we've, we've had that experience you know people we used to have really early classes and it used to be like an optional english class and then we would all rush out to eat, including the professors, sometimes, lecturers sometimes. They would like come out with us to eat, you know, to the canteen and then we would go back. Yeah. So, so I, I get what you mean when you say, you know, to power through the day, you need that, especially to stand in front of like a bad class of, I don't know, how much, how, how many people are there in your classes? Uh, so it differs from course to course. Some classes are 16 number, some classes are 18 number. Okay. Um, so huge. But that's still the same pro. Yeah, they provide Mike, but Mike doesn't sort of <laughs> give you that energy or uh, stamina, right? Yeah, yeah, correct, correct. Okay, so just winding back a little bit, um, tell me about how breakfast especially, how was it like growing up uh, in your house? Okay, so uh, uh, at our home, breakfast was something that was not a you know, a separate dish as such, because Amma was working, she was working as a domestic help and she would get, you know, food from places where she used to work, right? And my father was an auto driver, he used to take breakfast from outside because he used to leave home early. 
So for us, breakfast, Amma would ensure that she would prepare uh, anna sambaru or kwakar saru, and then pack it for a lunch also, which would sort of help us, right? Or it used to be more often than not a pulao or a tomato bath. It mm. was never an idli or a dosa. Yeah. But then Sunday breakfast was an important component because it has a lot of memories for me. That's the one day where mom, dad, uh, tangi, tamma, nano, we all would come together. And then the special thing that she used to prepare for all of us is that uh, motte dosa and kadlekai chutney. And okay. this combination is the vivid combination because um, so. Uh, groundnut has this flavor in itself with that you add tamarind and a red chili it and then some amount of garlic that makes i think um, uh, no shezwan sauce is an equivalent to this kalakai chutney so i like shezwan sauce a lot okay mm. i think that uh, is the memory of breakfast that i have at home mm. Mm. Okay. Why it becomes important is also one the batter Vishanu. I think I'll I'll uh, sort of mention it here. Uh, unlike other places where people have to like prepare you know from the scratch, like you know kitinda irdo maado do. I think that didn't happen at home mm. because in and around our our own locality, women used to have uh, these stores where they would sell batter. Okay. And uh, they would, uh, uh, yeah, they would prepare the batter at home. Uh, it was very simple in the batter that we would prepare. Mm. I think that uh, created that kind of I would say uh, economic independence for women in our own localities also. So yes. breakfast is one part of our own lives. Mm. On the other hand, it's part of our own communities and neighborhood. There was another thing that used to happen. So Sunday breakfast was of this, you know, family coming together. Andre, mm. there were other days, weekdays, where all these small, small eateries, you know, in our own locality again, mm. where uh, women would would have the would have their eateries placed at home. So my lunch box, if Amma is not having time, or let's say we are bored of what we have, mm. so go to these. These eateries, these are not actually eateries. Or manele, they have like two, three buckets, and then they prepare uh, whatever they prepare at home, and that's that is that's like, you know prepared exactly. So I I think that way breakfast one Sunday and the weekdays, I think there is a connection in some sense to our own food and the economy. Uh, uh you know that 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 sort of builds it, right? Mm-hmm. It's interesting that you bring this point up about uh, eating outside and um, you know being a consumer because at one point you were also a producer. You know, I, you told me that your mother had opened her own eatery. So, um, how was that experience? Uh, so, from uh, looking at places where we used to purchase, one more component that added in the family is that my grandmother had an eatery in Jaisiro. Okay. This was, uh, let's say, twenty or twenty-five years back. Okay. Okay. Wow. Huh. Yeah. This was when she uh, uh, was a widow at that point in time, mm-hmm. and this woman was really, really bold. She wanted her own economic independence. She comes from a small village from Tamil Nadu. She's not within quotes literate as such to sort of get you know uh, any job outside. Mm-hmm. So one thing that she you know sort uh, easily could do yeah. is that. Start off in eatery, and this was not a big place. So she converted one of her rooms in, okay. you know, in her house. Uh, she she expanded the kitchen. She used uh-huh. to prepare idli dosa in the morning uh-huh. and afternoon. Mutte koli kali skoli curry saru, but the meal saru was her was her famous lunch delicacy. So people in her own, you know, space could uh-huh. come and have food easily, and that was an easy job. 
Okay. From there, I think when I could trace all of this was when when my mother started an eatery. She couldn't sustain it for a longer time. The fact to run uh, an eatery is not an easy task. I think as a consumer to a producer, that's something that I observe. Mm. It's easy to go complain and say this isn't good, this isn't right, this is too costly, or either loop card me, either loop. Ella, ella. I mean, I agree. As yeah, consumers, yeah, yeah. we have this. Mm. But as a producer, another thing that I did observe is that it's not an easy task to produce. Yeah. Because my mom would wake up uh, early in the morning at like four. Uh, she would start preparing idlis to ensure that sambar unkade agbeko, chutney unkade agbeko. Matte madhyanik ne roti karte randra the roti ke hit kal chedbe kaagatay. All of this should happen, mm. and it takes a lot of you know uh, you know energy. Yeah. And for small eateries, we don't have enough money to pay for the help. so what happens a producer also becomes the employee in that own system yeah. right and this transaction of the producer and uh, uh, breaking the idea of employer employee is something that happens within the framework of of these eateries mm. and mother used to do all of that and we would we were the the Uh, help was at that time right? like uh-huh. we would we would probably ensure that chutney uh, rupkodo or, uh-huh. or uh, you know yeah so these are little things we could do uh-huh. I, i think uh she could sustain it also because it was demanding mandu after you prepare huge vessels should be cleaned yeah. even in our own houses we hesitate on certain days we want to take a break because not just a breakfast adakke bekagiruvanta paathregal tholiyo process is another thing and yeah. that falls again whether one accepts it or not and we might call um it to be you know you are you are you know catering to certain perspectives and all of that at the end of the day it falls on uh you know women right they yeah. have to clean or or if they have help fine if they don't again who does it right like mm. these are the questions that we have uh, in in the road i think the transition from consumer to a producer taught me a lot more about uh, behind the behind the scenes of yeah of your breakfast yeah but now how how has it changed like now when you go to a smaller eatery say like ganesh darshan or that because you travel so much right you know the first thing you ask is uh, you ask the locals is where do i eat where am i going to get authentic local food and more often than not these are smaller eateries in and around that uh, region so how has your relationship with uh, the these eateries changed from being a consumer to producer to again a consumer yeah i think that is interesting uh, so one thing that i ensure to do is to go to these local eateries as a traveler Correct. So uh, when I go to, let's say, if I go to Chennai, I really want to go and have uh, nice soft tea. Or uh, if I go to beach, I want to have that uh, sundal over there. That is that is the best that I could I can think of. Not a popcorn for sure. And uh-huh. there was one time when I had been to Chennai, they were uh, selling this pulungalarsi and the curry there. Tamilalli. I don't know what it is called. What is it? Pulungalarsi, uh, red rice. Okay. Okay. red rice uh, a variety of a red rice pulungalarsi okay. red rice um not actually a tra- translation but this was one of the varieties of red rice mm-hmm. they had soaked it in water and they had grated coconut and sugar uh-huh. uh, like we have beaten rice and uh, grated coconut with uh-huh. uh, balenu correct just similar to that and this woman sitting there near the beach she gave it for like 5 rupees and that was really yummy and i was like oh and and i am not against junk food also mm-hmm. but heart goes to these you know little small small places like you said the transition is also 
please do not look at breakfast or any food as just a commodity hmm. we break that idea of a commodified relationship with the food that we have hmm. what what these small eateries also try to do is that it tries to build a kind of relationship i go to ganesh darshan i think i've been going to ganesh darshan for the past 7 years and they know me well hmm. i know them very well yeah. uh, so ali they have really nice open dosa Mm. But the problem is that it is so uh, thick, and uh, they they add a lot of ingredients. Is that you should be really hungry, hungry. to finish one yeah. open dosa. So what I do is that I would rather prefer the same pattern with the kali dosa. Mm. So what I do is I'll take the uh, open dosa cup open, but I go to the counter. Since there is uh, a break of commodified commodified relationship, what happens is I go there and I request them. Can mm. you do this alternative? right and while this is this also happens in let's say a fancy restaurants mm. they charge you differently yeah that is something that i have observed mm. here it is not happening that is the transition that i am observing also when when i go to a small eatery that human relationship is intact with a plate of dosa for yeah. me with a plate of dosa i get a broad smile and i think this is an important ingredient that comes with small eaters so every every uh, birthday i don't stay in bangalore i travel out that's one of the things that i promised myself uh-huh. so one of the things that i still remember clearly is of pondicherry when i went to this uh, shop where an old woman mm-hmm. and uh, her son was selling mudde matte again means aru they knew that i was traveling alone so they don't know me at all so i'm really comfortable traveling alone they were more concerned about me and i was like what happened why are you traveling and they tried to become a counselor in fact i was like have uh, did you have a fight with your family uh, did uh, like like are you feeling lonely i was like no none of this is happening in my life i really like that conversation so i prolonged that conversation and i tried to cook up a story which easily comes i'm like no 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 i have come on a reason i didn't tell that i'm just chuma roaming around there so they were like oh is that an those innocent emotions i think ended that was the best thing that i could uh, best gift that i could get on that birthday i had the food and the food was amazing because buffet in the bandaga when we go to buffets um, they they might charge like 500 rupees or something you can eat whatever you want to is what yeah. they say yeah. Yeah, it's not a buffet it is already you know fixed right right it was only very limited no it's not even like they serve like a wide variety that you can choose from they have like a set menu and that's exactly. all exactly yeah Yes, yes. So here they didn't say it's a buffet. You eat water, how much you were eating. They didn't say any of this. They just kept on like you take this, you take this, and then I asked how much did it cost, and I was like, they said eighty rupees. Is that all? Like, is that all for a non-veg fish curry, and then the mudde that you gave me, and with that they were like, do you like chicken? Like give you two pieces of chicken, so with that they gave me chicken also. Okay. As of I, I felt like I'm, I'm getting pampered there. I think it's small eateries pamper for you like that. Yeah, yeah. So it perfectly makes sense because smaller eateries, food, the whole interaction becomes very personalized, and like you said, the whole commodification is taken out of it. And the more familiar you become with that, the more comfortable you become with the food. Also, you know, you're open to any kind of experimentation, even in that space. Mm-hmm. Um, the coffee requires a special mention for me. Okay, so the co- breakfast is not complete without a coffee. chai people can can uh, probably pounce on me and say how can you say that but yeah it's okay i understand i understand the allah for chai and 
uh one more thing that i do when it comes to coffee is that so i don't have this whole idea that uh, instant coffee chanagilla uh, decoction coffee ne chanagirodu i like both equally but both of it should be prepared in a proper fashion um even a degree coffee can go wrong is my opinion degree coffee this amazing decoction coffee can go wrong if it's in a wrong hand yeah. and a really nice re- people can make instant coffee or nescafe coffee pudina best coffee they can prepare if it's in the best hand so i think i don't i don't discriminate when it comes to these things and even it's been as is the whole uh, black coffee with mm. some jaggery that is like next level that has another taste because if you add jaggery in the milk coffee there mm. are possibilities that it might break if you don't add lesser jaggery it yeah. should be very you know efficient to do that mm. but black coffee you have it any time that is like you have mug full you are not going to be worried about it yeah. and uh, coffee so i think one more thing that i also tend to do is that when i go to bakeries or uh, petige shop all irutala na like let's say we take a long ride we have a quick stop and all yeah i don't choose a coffee there only because uh, you can't go and have a coffee in uh, kerala you should go and have chai in kerala because exactly that, oh my god yeah. yes yeah yeah so well, that's the like, problem yeah yeah you know in my last episode so this was the last episode was about coffee and chai so that's what i said uh-huh. if i go to hyderabad i only have chai in bangalore i only have coffee like there is a certain rule of yeah. you have what because that's it's like you get the best experience there yeah exactly exactly right so i i, I think when i went so some some places in kerala they serve really nice sulaiman right yeah. so you can't go and ask them to prepare you know coffee that, that, that that's a very uh, you know uh, privileged understanding of food itself Yeah. What I mean by privilege understanding is that none, none, all of them are going to be baked on that kerala. Though it's not appropriate only because food is also a cultural component in that sense, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but since it's a cultural component, it becomes my everyday. And I go and ask for my everyday in your everyday space is the biggest mistake that one can come yeah. to. Then complain about how they did not make it right. So I think I think that's that's something that that I I always tend to keep in mind. This understanding happened over a lot a lot of experiments. I think traveling sort of helped me to realize that. Mm. Um, mm. Yeah, you know that's a nice point you bring up about these uh, establishments where you end up having a personal connection with the people who work there as well as the food in the sense that it it's a very small um, home run eatery. then you seek out those places for the kind of food they serve which is a very limited menu but then you go there because you know exactly what you're going to get and then uh, there are the darshinis where you know there's a wide variety but it's a, a permanent establishment and you know the kind of people so again the, the it's like a very um, you know personal experience that you go there for true true um i'm also on board with this whole idea that you need to eat the kind of food that is served in a particular region you can't go asking for what you want and who knows you may just end up uh, developing a taste for something you've never had before and it's also going to only add to your travel experience so yeah i get that i totally get that yeah um so we can end this here now thank you thank you so much for being on the show it was very nice talking to you about uh economy spaces women and breakfast uh, 
and uh, yeah it's always a joy talking to you and reading what you write especially so i think uh, you you do you do have a blog also no yes uh, it's titled um, neelavanam because i like the blue color part it's it's broad it's nice so yeah my facebook id is vijay shanti murthy and my instagram handle is neelavanam which is also my blog uh, uh, title you can also check out for me on women's web through that you can connect all that's all yeah so she she so she writes for the women's web she's re- recently written an article on a short film i think all of you should go and read it that's all for today thank you so much shanti thank you ramesh for the uh, for the show and people who are listening to her ensure that you go and listen to other shows of her because they are diverse i think that makes her a uh, series special being it open for all sorts of voices narratives and stories thank you so much nalme thank you yes and like she said you should please go and listen to other episodes so give me your feedback that's it for today's episode it was so nice having vijay shanti as my guest for today thank you so much for joining us you can follow me nalme yolume on instagram nalme underscore nash on twitter and nalme nachia on facebook you can also follow the show which has its own website it's nalme nachia.hubhopper.com the show is now available on google podcast spotify hubhopper and bullhorn fm you can listen to all the episodes in all these uh, streaming platforms i'll see you next monday with another episode till then this is the breaking point i'm your host nalme nachia food stories people all in a pod